Hi, and welcome to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm your host, Bryce. I'm Bradley. <laughs> and I'm Randy. And this is totally not the second take that we did. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, uh, the first one's so full of energy, and the next one's just so drab. Well, I tried to have some energy. No, I was trying to have energy. Yeah. You know, sometimes no. you just gotta be mellow. You just gotta be chill, you know. Just yeah. Just be depressed vibing, even. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to I go. Hopefully, hopefully not that far, you know, but I mean, if that is, hopefully our episode today might cheer us oh, there and we maybe go. Randy as well up a little bit. I'll be happy by the end of it. Because <laughs> I do think we have a pretty good one today. One that might tap into like a, a fair amount of nostalgia and everybody's nostalgia we'll banks, you know. May vary, but honestly, I think for most people, I probably will. But I figured, you know, for anybody that's listened to this podcast for a decent amount of episodes, we fairly frequently kind of reference some Pokemon and reference to other monsters and different things like that. I feel like it's a pretty ubiquitously known media form and also like a lot. It just has thousands of pokemon at this point like it's kind of ridiculous too many to keep track of i would say yeah i mean they have like a the keychain pokemon for goodness sake right <laughs> yeah yeah but, and there's a garbage bag pokemon yeah there's... and the ice cream pokemon oh, uh-huh. a, a cake pokemon yeah. a chandelier pokemon they've got them all yeah so i mean if you're gonna say nothing else about pokemon they have a huge amount of variety and I just wanted to tap into that a little bit for our episode today. And because, you know, I think we owe Pokemon an episode at this point, being like 60 some odd episodes into this. Kind of crazy. The and so we're going to talk about property. Zigzagoon. Zigzagoon, yeah. No. <laughs> property that's All named right. Pocket Monsters, and yet we still haven't talked about them yet. Oh, man. I mean, for how ubiquitous it is, I myself, regrettably, haven't played that many games i just haven't owned that many nintendo consoles in my lifetime it's yeah it's pretty sad uh if i could go back and buy my child self those consoles <laughs> i definitely would but i just didn't have access to them but That's pretty true i am very fascinated by the potential lore that pokemon has and i mean that's kind of where i stand is I, i've played a couple of games i've had like a lot of fun with them i'm fair fairly familiar with i think pretty good variety of pokemon and whatnot and i'm just kind of wondering where do you guys stand with pokemon have you played many of the games or like are you like super into the manga or even Mm. the anime uh heavy against pokemon can't stand it's my least favorite honestly very bold (laughs) uh no uh i enjoy pokemon kind of in a similar vein as you in that i have played i think two of them to near completion or i may have finished one of them uh and then i've played the first probably hour or two maybe of a couple others but i'm the most familiar with probably the first three generations of pokemon and then after that i've completely not paid attention to like most of the pokemon so, oh that's pretty fair it gets a little overwhelming yeah. at some point <laughs> there, yeah I just completely was like, yo, there's another Pokemon. I, I thought that they, that came, one of those came out just a couple years ago. I guess I'm not paying attention to them anymore. So. Yeah, man, they're up to what, like 
past Sword and Shield now. They're doing like remasters and stuff, which is pretty cool. Well, it's, but it's violet and uh, another color. Is it? Yeah, I just saw. I just saw some advertisements for it. Is I it thought a, is for that... sure they were uh, going like, to go with like laser and deflector shield after. Uh... <laughs> What is it like gun and bolt for fest probably not <laughs> there you anyway. go. <laughs> yeah I, I mean well that's pretty good so i forget brad did you did you say like oh if you've no been i was uh, answer the question over. brad no, yeah, um, it. this honestly might be the first time we talk about something that has to do with video games that i've played more than randy hey what's that um, supposed to mean that's exciting that doesn't it means that you I don't play that many games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I just happen to have a little bit more Pokemon experience. Not very much. I've played <laughs> probably four or five of the games. Um I oh Randy, didn't you and I play Pokemon Rumble? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love okay, Bryce, we uh, have I gotta a, change yeah. my answer. I have so, also played Pokemon Rumble. <laughs> I don't know if any, anyone that is listening has ever played Pokemon Rumble, but probably a couple unpopu- people. Unpopular opinion, my favorite Pokemon game. Uh, um, which is I ironic because I was gonna say not worth playing. No, I, mean, I loved it. I had so much fun. Um probably specifically for nostalgia reasons, but mm-hmm. I I thought yeah. it was cool. You gotta take on the role of a Pokemon and like do like a not quite like a battle royale but like a roguelite pokemon game right yeah, yeah. um anyway so that i've seen some pokemon movies uh a few episodes same. um oh i i watched the show a ton as a kid yeah oh i yeah, never I never I, watched the show as a kid i didn't have tv growing up so <laughs> well i had whatever was on the local saturday channels so <laughs> Pokemon was a lot on like local Saturday channels, man. Like, come on. All all I had on local channels for on Saturday morning was uh PBS there was kids. a Yeah, we had PBS kids. We had uh X-Men. Uh there was what? an X-Men show we watched. That's awesome. Yeah. It was that pretty, awesome. pretty dope. And then we had there was a a show based off of a card game that used to exist called Chaotic that was also on. And that was okay. pretty much it. And there, I think there was also like a, a Sonic show, and that was it. So uh, like like the fast food or I'm kidding. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. About the fast food, character. it was awesome. It was so cool, man. I <laughs> love those burgers. Huge advertising, amazing. <laughs> and then I also did a lot of uh, trading cards with Pokemon growing up. Um, oh yeah. Oh man, I had got, some too. We got banned in school from bringing Pokemon cards <laughs> because we kept doing trades during like class and stuff. Oh man, um, that's I how you actually... know you're the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> right? But yeah. uh I didn't actually learn how to play the game of Pokemon until actually like a couple months ago. Um I didn't know you could actually yeah. play the game. It's it, a... it is a playable game and it's coming from going from Magic the Gathering to Pokemon is just very underwhelming because Magic is so complicated and yeah, strategic where Pokemon, I mean, there obviously is strategy in it, but it's much more simple and. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally didn't have fun. <laughs> I mean, it's probably more kid friendly in that respect. But I will say every game that Magic 
or Wizards of the Coast has come out about magic other than the card game has been awful. So Pokemon can at least make good video games. <laughs> yeah, they have like some of the best video games. But well, that's all pretty interesting. Good to see we have kind of a pretty wide variety. Um, like I said before, I don't have like a super expansive background in Pokemon, but I did really find this super insightful just researching uh, a couple of my favorite and like really kind of like fondly remembered and at least for me iconic pokemon this would be uh the pokemon palkia and dialga yes yeah and, uh -huh. yeah and these pokemon are each part of uh like the diamond and pearl and platinum set with platinum coming out i believe a little bit later but i remember watching the tv show fondly and one of the movies and also played a little bit of the game but i just but also these guys make it into the show into the tv show um i think like they're at least referenced a little huh. bit they're not like main episodes i think they're a bit too big of players for the show honestly. yeah that they're makes kinda, sense they're more movie worthy honestly gotcha and we'll kind of get into like their scope and their power but it is vast it is quite vast oh. and so to really kind of just dive into it we're going to be talking about the pokemon creation trio today and it's kind of interesting because, you know, I always love looking at the creation stories of different like medias and even like mythologies. And so Pokemon was was a pretty insightful one. You know, I feel like it has like a pretty good origin story. It's not the most complicated, but honestly, I found that maybe a little bit refreshing coming from a lot of the mythology ones that we've been doing. Like, you know, Egypt was a bit intense. And kind mm -hmm. of in family history and stuff like that. So uh, I just really kind of enjoyed uh, Pokemon's version. True. But uh, so while we will be mostly focusing on Palkia and Dialga, we'll also talk a little bit about uh, Garantina too, as well as it's part of that trio. But I think we'll pretty much have our hands full with Palkia and Dialga with this episode. They're quite the the characters. Nice. Um, and you kind of do have to talk about this trio together as, like I said before, they're known as the creation trio. So like leaving one of these guys completely out is a bit unfair and would be probably a little bit confusing. But to really get into the Pokemon creation myth, um, it starts with like a lot of real world mythologies. You know, hmm. I actually saw like a lot of similarities with different mythologies and whatnot. And we might... And we will get into why that is towards the end of the episode. But the creation myth that we're going over today, it starts with an endless swirling vortex of complete chaos and nothingness. So at this point, basically the universe is unformed and it's just like unbridled, uh, ever expansive, churning, chaotic sea of like energy and maybe matter as well. And uh, along came, out of this infinite disorder, a single egg came into being. Well, that answers that debate. The egg came. Mm -hmm. it, it did, at least in this case. And Yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, it's not like stated at all how this egg was created. Perhaps just after millions and trillions of years of random chance, the like molecules or whatever just happened to assemble into an egg shape that birthed a Pokemon, the very first Pokemon, actually. 
And this Ooh. is a Pokemon known as Arceus. So Arceus, for all intents and purposes, can be compared to basically God in the Pokemon universe. Interesting. Um, at least that we've seen. It's a basically all-powerful being that gave order to the this disordered void and heralded in reality for everything else to exist. You know, it was uh, like the first thing that came into existence. And after it came into existence, uh, it decided to create some other Pokemon. Because I guess it, maybe it felt a little lonely. Maybe it just desired to create something great, you know. Kind of an interesting proposition of why, you know, God or even like Arceus would want to create something in the beginning. Makes sense. I would get lonely as well, and if I could make friends, I would as well. Can't blame yeah. him on that one. <laughs> I, I only if I would. could make friends. <laughs> if only. If I Both could make friends by meeting them or physically forcing cre- them into creation, either way, I'd do so. Oh, that does right. sound like Pokemon. Yeah, it's hanging yep. out with me or the endless expanse of chaos. Your choice. <laughs> But uh, you may be a little bit confused at this point as you're like, wait a second. If we're talking about the creation trio, and I mentioned Palkia, Dialga, and Garantina, why isn't Arceus a part of that trio? And that's because this guy is like next level in his just like his management abilities. You know, <laughs> he doesn't like to do the work himself, he likes to just direct other things to do it or yeah. let other things do all the work for him. So he created these three Pokemon, and he created them on a spear pillar. And this uh, specific spear pillar is a place that would later become the peak of Mount Coronet in the Chinon region. And this is where Arceus created them. And it's kind of interesting as you're like, I, I guess like Arceus did create one thing, is he created the spear pillar, and then... The other Pokemon, the other, like, the creation trio, and then they were like, you know what, this is just not enough space, we need to kind of expand out. He made the spear pillar, and he's like, I am exhausted, alright, there's time for somebody else to take over. I can't do this. Holy, I did not realize how much work that would gonna be. Yeah, he's like, that was a lot of work, I'm just gonna go rest for, like, 4.3 billion years yeah, or whatever. you gotta so really you build later. your strength back up. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Creating the first thing, it's hard. But uh, to also get kind of deeper into this trio, uh, he created, Arceus created Palkia, which is the spatial Pokemon or the master of space, Dialga, the temporal Pokemon or the master of time, and Garantina, called the renegade Pokemon, which is the master of antimatter. And so. (laughs) Naturally. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how they chose those kind of three aspects to create the yeah. universe, but I guess it, it does make sense, you know, as we kind of go on. But uh, together, this trio then created the universe. And you can kind of see how, like, these three things come together is that you have, like, you need space, right? Actually, space to, like, exist, like, matter to be there. And then... You also want time so that things can like grow and evolve and change and you know exist and like reality can move forward. And then I guess like 
antimatter does get a little bit confusing, maybe. But <laughs> if I was you can't have matter without antimatter, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Is like maybe it's just kind of like Garantino, where it's there to balance out the other two kind of aspects. You know, but by that, that logic, shouldn't there also be anti-time? <laughs> we well, have maybe... to have antimatter to make make room for the matter. Don't we need anti-time to make time for the for make to make space for the regular time? Well, anti-time's just backwards time, which is still time. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't really but, work. So then that. antimatter would time. be just then antimatter would just be normal matter, but just backwards. So like uh, we don't need another guy. Time like the opposite of time is the absence of time, not backwards in time. I mean, I guess you could argue that, but this is I don't know. I, I don't know what that confusing. means. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I don't sorry. know what that means at all. <laughs> but regardless, this trio created the universe, and you might be thinking things are going pretty good at this point. But I would say so. Uh, had some hiccups, maybe. You know, at least according to legend, is that all was not well. Uh, oh. Arceus saw Garantina's destructive and violent nature, maybe just kind of a byproduct of how antimatter reacts violently with matter. You no fault of its own, really. Yeah. But Arceus saw fit to banish Garantina to live in exile in the distortion world. Wow, what the heck, man? It's not his yeah. fault. Literally banished his shadow realm, basically. Seriously. Um, but the distortion world is a world or dimension that is a world that is opposed to our own, where time and space do not necessarily exist. Yo, so like anti-time. Neat. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's anti-time, you know? Mm, but, wow. uh, like, anything in that world is just, like, kind of nonsense. Like, gravity doesn't necessarily work there. Like, uh, when you go there in some of the Pokemon games, like, you can just swim up waterfalls, like, super easily. And I guess that's because they're not really moving, you know? And there's, like, huh. all these, like weird trees and, like, rust-colored land masses and stuff like that. It's a pretty wacky place. Huh. So that's what happened to Garantina, but after Palkia and Dialga also finished creating the universe, they went then went to live in their own separate dimensions as well. But they did this by choice. I guess they just kinda were maybe a little bit fed up with each other. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was a pretty long group project. <laughs> I feel like the creation of the world would, yeah, kind of be the definition of a big group project. Yeah, maybe they also had some creative differences, went their own <laughs> way, didn't really see eye to eye. Um, but also after this, to kind of continue the creation legend, we won't get too much further into it, but uh, Arceus then continues to create more mythical Pokemon to future benefit this new existence and its life forms. And... So all of the legendary Pokemon were created by Arceus? Uh, not all of them. Just some oh, of them. Okay. Some of the oh. ones that like have dominion over like gotcha. like consciousness as well as like space and time in our particular okay. case. You know, and just like pretty big uh overarching kind of concepts or you could think of like energy or matter forms. Gotcha. And then like the rest of like a lot of other legendary Pokemon just kind of coalesce due to like the energies in different areas. Yeah. They just kind of were formed which is interesting. But all of this ultimately leads to the creation of the world of Pokemon that we're all familiar with. So we're pretty much all cut up. Wow, that was easy. Yeah. But as we're going to dive more into 
uh, Palkia and Dialga to just kind of set some baselines for how these guys kind of kind of function and operate and some things that we at least know of. Like for the most part, a lot of their attributes and aspects of them are a bit mysterious to us as like uh, they live in their own dimensions. It's not very easy to like research them because getting to those dimensions is pretty difficult, if not impossible. I'm going to say that's uh, Professor Oaks slacking a little bit. Yeah, man. Like, where's the the space and time machine that breaks those rules and can go into other dimensions? There's got to be a Pokemon that can do that. Definitely. But, like I said before, both of these Pokemon are exceptionally powerful, to say the least. They kind of have dominion over their own different things of, like, nigh omnipotence in that fact. Uh, they also live in their own home dimension, away from each other. And it should be noted that they also do at least have some interest in pro protecting the universe or humanity if it's ever threatened. So they could maybe be kind of be looked at as like benevolent deities. As like if there's ever like a crisis, they might kind of swoop in and try and defend whatever's happening and like a crisis as in like a universe ending thing. Probably so doesn't that stuff. like make your character in Pokemon like a bad guy for capturing them because then you s prevent space and or time from, you know, doing its thing like, huh? or would Maybe. you just be like, Hey, Pokemon that I captured, you can go to your own dimension for a second, but, Come back to this little Pokeball. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think, like, I guess they still exist in reality. So, like, everything's not completely broken. You know, it's not like you're killing them. Or... But their paperwork's going to be late or something. Like, that's fine. Some, might be a little wacky, but I think, like, as long as they exist in reality, things are pretty structured and safe. I believe, at least for the most part. You know. But also, like, being able to catch them might just be, like, a fun gameplay thing more than actually, like, a lore point, you that know? a lot of sense. Could be. It should also be noted that uh, Palkia and Tialga are also very territorial and have violently clashed between each other before when they thought that, like, each of them was trying to invade its own dimension. So while they probably are like humanity's friends uh they're still not up against or like above blowing up towns trying to kill each other or oh like get rid of each other or just like tell each other off i guess so Naturally. that does happen you know like they, they can't be, be a sorry sorry that just seems to be a running thing with all the legendary pokemon throughout the games is it yeah, like even like sword and shield, they like were like spirits that like hated each other and would like attack huh. each other. I I wasn't saying that out of like disbelief of you. I just no, like, no, I yeah. have played so few of the games that I don't I recognize mean, that as a trope that happens. But that's wild. Call 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 me out in the on Twitter or our TikTok, um, <laughs> please. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as I know, that it, or at least from what I have seen, it it seems to be the case. Yeah. I can see that. Like, I think, like, a lot of these, like, mascot Pokemons, 
you know like in each like pokemon kind of set there's at least like two games like uh like ruby and emerald or black and white x and y sword and shield uh diamond and pearl you know like i i guess like they kind of act as this sort of like yin and yang you know like opposing forces that balance each other out for like the good of the world if that makes kind of sense so they might like hate each other but they're like essential for balance mm-hmm. you know mm. but perhaps one of the most unique characteristics about like palkia and dialga and even garantina as well is that while did, they did not evolve from any previous forms at least that we know of but they do have an alternate physical appearance which i found out and was actually kind of a little bit shocking but was very cool to find out and this like alternate form looks very different from their base form like if you've seen them on like Palkia or Dialga or Garantina on like the box art of games, they have a different form that looks very different. Yeah, it's I, I very very it really confused me at first because I was like, hang on a second, which one's the which one's the <laughs> right one? I'm confused. Yeah. yeah, and and so like this uh this form this like alternate form that they have is called their origin form, and that's because it's believed to be like their truest form, and in this form they become like more powerful and uh, kind of just better and before they modernized and rebranded and nerfed <laughs> themselves just to make everybody else feel better about themselves uh, I, I get it i, I think it was more of is that they t- like take this form whenever they're in their home dimension oh. or whenever they like activate a special relic that is unique to them so kind of like uh. when they're a more comfortable place or when they're Kind of have like that ability to be more powerful. I suppose that makes sense to us. Guess. And yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But to also start off with, personally, my favorite of the two, which is Palkia. I don't know. I just really like Palkia's design a bit better. Just kind of like the classic, like bipedal really? dragon-looking thing. At least for me. It looks a bit better. Like, I know Dialga looks a bit more like dinosaur-like, so that's pretty cool. I think and Dialga is cooler, yeah, personally. It's got, like, it's got all, like, these, like, metal things on it, but I don't know. I, I guess well, I just... Like we Palkia stand in the minority, better. Bryce, but Palkia is much cooler. <laughs> no, Palkia is... Palkia just looks too much like... It looks like... I swear there's another Pokemon that looks just like that. Well, there's a lot of Steelix. like it looks like Steelix. I think is the name. I I think I might be misremembering. Not the right one. It's probably I'm misremembering, but it looks Steelix like Steelix is the evolution of Onyx, which is like the snake. Oh, rock totally thing. not the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, totally not the one I'm thinking of. But it uh, looks like a one that looks like a metal rhino. It looks a lot like that. Metal rhino, Rhyhorn? Maybe? Maybe. I don't know. But regardless, but, yeah. I mean. I don't know. Like, I guess, like, its appearance is pretty, is pretty done in Pokemon. Like, there's a lot of other, like, legendary dragon-type Pokemon yeah. that look pretty similar. But I don't know, man. I still like it the best. But, uh, so Pokia is a large bipedal water dragon-type Pokemon. And specifically, it is 4.2 meters tall and weighs 336 kilograms. So honestly, a little smaller than I expected. 
Yeah. But still pretty big. Still be very scary if you met it in real life. Suppose. And to describe what it looks like for anybody that's not familiar, uh, a majority of Palkia's body is a light grayish pink with linear sections of its body being purple. It also takes on quite a robust point appearance with a large, with large flat clawed feet, a long curved tail, and a set of wings. Interestingly, though, it doesn't use these wings. Like, it doesn't, like, flap them to fly. Both of these Pokemon just kind of, like, levitate around by just, like, Naturally. almost effortlessly flying, you know? I mean, they're basically, like, gods, right? So, But still, man, you got work. wings. Like, just put it's in the effort to make it look... Yeah, but, like, <laughs> why you gotta laugh at physics like that? It's not its fault, like... At least oh, these guys it. are clowning all over physics, they, man. They Don't create physics. <laughs> they did. So I think they deserve the opportunity to kind of take it easy and do whatever they want. Rude. But uh, it also has a set of almost stubby arms with hands covered in armor plate plates that look like gauntlets, and these end in, like, five claws. Kind of sucks that you're, like, a master of space but you don't really have, like, opposable <laughs> fingers, you know? <laughs> yeah, it does kind of, it bites a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Palkia also has quite a long neck that supports, like, a bony-looking face that has two tusk-like protrusions. Its eyes are a deep black with red irises. Pretty, pretty menacing-looking, honestly. But its most prominent and defining feature would be its bulky shoulder structures that feature a large pink pearl in the center. Hence kind of its relation to Pokemon Pearl. Oh. Yeah. I did not pick up on that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and if I had Wait, to... I've never played this game, so I did, I'm not used to looking at this as in association with the name of that game. So Yeah, well, now you know. That's a... Uh... Yeah. That's kind of why, you know. I mean, I guess it's a bit more obvious with sword and shield. Than yeah, those really ones are a little on the nose. Shield on the face. <laughs> a little yeah. on the nose. Or maybe you know, black and white's pretty pretty much the same. But uh, I do think that like the these large pink pearls, like they glow whenever like Palky is using its so, like really powerful abilities. So I think these might kind of oh, be like gotcha. sources of power for it, which is gotcha. kind of interesting. They're but... the weak points you have to shoot at. When he's a boss, gotcha. They are actually. I think when um in one of the movies when it was fighting uh Dialga, it like Dialga cracked one of its pearls and it got like pretty oh, upset no. and had to like retreat and like heal it. So rude. So pretty unfortunate. Hopefully, like all space wouldn't break if they broke. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but as I referenced before, to like turn into its origin form, uh, these Pokemon need like special relics unique to them and palkia's one is called the lustrous globe this is a powerful artifact that boosts its dragon and water type abilities and it looks like a large pearl go figure and this Naturally. lets palkia assume its origin form and in this form palkia is a much bigger boy man he is now 6.3 meters and 660 kilograms nearly Dang. double kind of his body mass Two more f meters and twice the weight. Yeah. Woof. Well, I think it's because he turns into like a centaur. Yeah, so, like, like a weird like centaur thing. More mass. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah. 
taller. He just he gains length, more. not height. Uh, oh, I think he gains like length and a bit of height. I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, I he guess, does gain like, some he, height. He but... definitely gains two meters in height. Yeah. But it's, also it's nothing to sneeze at. I but do. I imagine oh, if like Paul... <laughs> that's a good one. I imagine if uh, Palkia kind of like looked up completely, you know, and like stretched its head like upward, it yeah, probably sure. like could get another two meters that way <laughs> if, if he, it wanted to. If he went to a chiropractor was... or something, <laughs> he's always hunched over like the hunchback. <laughs> Got some pretty bad, pretty bad posture, man. Hate to see that dude's spine. <laughs> But uh, to also describe what Palkia looks like in this form, it almost looks like it's trying to resemble its creator, Arceus, a bit more yeah. in, in that it's taking on a sort of dragon centaur look. It's very unique. And it also has like a similar kind of ring structure that Arceus has around its like the horse section of its so true. Uh, midsection. And so this ring is instead purple. It doesn't really have any points on it, but I still think the the similarity is there. It is a poser. Yeah. It's just trying to look like uh, the cooler version. Yeah, maybe it's trying to tap into that power. You know, you got to look uh. like, like a weird horse thing in order to be more powerful, right? Right. Um, it also still has a similar colorings of pinkish grayish with purple ac accents, but now its hoof and wingtips are like uh, grayish white. It also now has five shorter, thinner tails that kind of like split, I guess you could think of it. It also appears to be more armored now with its bony face looking more like a helmet, which is kind of a cool design feature. It also has uh, its same sh shoulder structures with its pearls, but oddly in this form, it chose to not give itself arms. It does. That is a strange design choice. <laughs> Maybe it has evolved past them, you know, being a master of space and all. I feel like a really perfect place for arms to be would have been right where it puts its, like, little pearl cannons. Yeah, I mean, instead. like, just under it, like, it's normal form, but no, I guess it's too no. good for it. Uh -huh. Still has the Kid. wings that it doesn't use, though. <laughs> Wouldn't want to lose those. I mean, you got to no. still have wings just to prove that you're not using wings, really. Yeah. And, and they're just too dang cool, man. <laughs> but uh, to also dive into Palkia's kind of abilities, in its home dimension, this like dimension is said to be like a spatial dimension. So it basically is like all space and no time, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I guess it really doesn't like the kind of the time aspect of reality that much. But this dimension is said to be in shreds, like ribbons, which sounds kind of horrifying to experience, honestly. Yeah, a little bit. And further kind of makes this dimension even more impossible to study. And definitely doesn't help anything. But without a doubt, Palkia is extremely powerful as it, with the help of Diagla, created the universe... And it could possibly even create a new one if it wanted to, like a whole new reality, which is yeah, pretty if, incredible. If, if the two of them could ever agree to stop fighting again to work together. Oh, I, I bet Palkia could make like an exclusively like spatial reality if it wanted to. Be a pretty weird that place. Sounds, might, sounds might like a weird place. But, you know. Um, Palkia does have mastery over space which allows it to warp space 
allowing it to travel to faraway places or alternate dimensions at will. It does this through the use of dimensional portals. So His name will now be called the USS Palkia. USS Palkia. <laughs> it can go anywhere and see everything. <laughs> which is honestly like a super dope power that it has. Yeah, it is. It also has the ability to simply uh, and completely destroy space and, or create new space. Oh, um, oh, j- just be able to do that? Yeah, How do you just create that, new ridiculous. space? I don't know. That feels like a contradiction. Again, I, don't I don't even know what that means, but that's so cool. Right? Yeah, so like the, the rule of you can't create or destroy matter. Does yeah, not this guy's, yeah, well, he's not making space. matter. He's, he's making space. There's a difference. <laughs> well, something's yeah. got to occupy space, right? Just ah, look at look out and look at look at literally outer space. Ninety five percent of it's empty, so you're good. You just make extra nothingness. I'm well, so confused okay. by the logistics so, of this. Well, one of the most interesting and confusing topics, just in general, I was trying to wrap my head around this the other day, is that like the universe as we know it is infinite, right? Like literally, yeah. I mean, like yeah. as far That's as we know, say. as far as we know, it's infinite. Yet, it's also a fact that it's expanding. What's mm-hmm. it expanding yep. to? And so, yep. like, understanding and trying to understand that doesn't make any sense, though it is true, right? Because it's just it's just stretching. So it's not actually being created. So saying that Palkia is able to literally create that is, I'm I, I like I, I'm accepting it because it's like a fantasy world. But it's just <laughs> like, but it's like at least like our our understanding of how the universe works and is expanding and stuff like at least like i can say it and not sound like a lunatic but this, <laughs> this it's crazy it. i know like these guys but he are is beyond like basically OP. a god so it's yeah. fine i guess but even Wait. god's gotta fit follow physics my dude even not god if you can has create to it. You know, maybe there's like outside universe physics you gotta i mean apply. if he lives like uh... a, in a different universe all together i mean yeah, different dimension, those, different physics. Those, yeah, those rules could just. I be hate different. that. That's that's such a cop out answer, but so possibly valid. Well, I bet Palkia <laughs> loves it, but I'm sure he does. Even beyond kind of disputing the quantum mechanics of Pokemon, which I am yes, not sorry. qualified to do. <laughs> um, it is said though that like space itself becomes more stable with each breath as long as Pokia like controls it. So that's good oh. to know is that state like space becomes more stable the more the kind of basically time progresses. Still oh, so gets, as still pretty confusing. The older Dialga gets, Palkia makes the universe more. But the longer that Palkia exists, the more like but breaths it takes. And so that can only exist with Dialga. <laughs> Yeah, so and that's that. that's where it gets confusing because, like, I, I think it's just kind of like one of those unknowable things of how like other dimensions would operate. Who without knew? Space or time? Who knew the Pokemon episode would get this deep? Because I'm, I'm ready to go off on like ten different tangents right now, but it's okay because we shouldn't. But I'm Bro, so I, I'm not qualified, and I, I honestly oh, don't think either. you are either. So no, I'm I'm not, but I want to sound like I am. Oh man, but this stuff is like fascinating to think of in a fantasy so setting cool. is just yeah. totally shattering the rules of reality. Um Okia also has some pretty nice uh quality of life abilities as well. 
and that it has the ability to levitate, and it can use telepathy to communicate. So it doesn't it really can. have to move anything to do anything. Um, to also kind of dig into the signature attack for each of these, which I thought would be kind of cool since they're Pokemon, is that the signature attack of Palkia is called Spatial Rend, and this is a devastating move where Palkia rips apart the space its foe occupies, causing devastating damage with a high chance to become a critical hit. So I don't know how you would even begin to survive this. <laughs> like, how can anything in reality withstand that, you know? You just rend the space in between, like, that something occupies. Like, wouldn't it just be, like, atoms in the universe at that point? Just completely done. But I don't know, man. I guess Pokemon are just built different, right? Literally built different. Um. Also, just to kind of go into some trivia that I found that was pretty fun while researching for Palkia. Um, you guys may have noticed that Palkia can look somewhat suggestive at times. Um, I didn't initially see it until I saw uh, something that pointed oh. it out, but I see it. And if you don't see it, consider yourself lucky, honestly. <laughs> I believe the word we're looking for is phallic. If you want to say that, yep. There you go. Is it? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I mean, I I guess. It just uh, (laughs) depends what different people see, right? But uh, it also is kind of interesting to note that uh, in Palkia's origin form is the heaviest water-type Pokemon, which is kind of baffling considering there's like those massive like whale Pokemon and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that but is kind of wild. I wait, wait, sorry. Heaviest as in like, like, are we talking about like, like just straight up like weighs the most? I think or... like kilograms. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know if it was like hard, like heaviest, like hardest hitting or you were being oh, just like. Oh, yeah. No, no, heaviest like... as in emotionally weighing. Well, see, there's tons of ways, but it was like the most literal, like I'm just dumb for yeah. not realizing that. <laughs> But but it's I actually just a fat Pokemon. I do think if you go through like the Pokedex and stuff, is that like the actual described weights of certain Pokemon for a lot of them don't look like they'd match up. Like I think oh, like Whalemer, yeah. which the whale Pokemon is, actually is like not nearly as heavy as some other ones. And like some like steel type Pokemon that are like completely made out of steel would be like the same weight as like yeah. Other Pokemon that look to be about their same size. <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But regardless. It's Pokia. like somebody just like saw a Pokemon and they're like, all right, no information about this Pokemon. Just throw out a number and that's how much it weighs. And they're like, all right, I know nothing, but we'll just do this. Yeah, just kind of go like, eh, mm, looks like, uh, looks like uh, 500 kilograms to yeah. me. Sounds you know? good to me. Yeah, write it down. Not? I have no idea what size it is. I don't know what material it's made out of. I just know in this black and white picture of this animal, I'm going to say 10 kilograms. And they're like, wow, really? 10 kilograms for a creature that's 500 feet tall and completely made out of metal? Bold. Let's do that, (laughs) though. They they come over to like America and ask a bunch of people like who only know the imperial forms of measurement. Yeah, right. Here, we need this in kilograms. And they're asking like, one Pokemon per thing. That's why it's so different because uh-huh. no one knows what they're talking about, but they're just throwing out random numbers. I don't know. Like, 
a hundred kilograms is that heavy i don't know that, so, that sounds say? like a weight it sounds Stone, heavy Stone's kind of heavy it's probably like around like 100 pounds or something you know but yeah well um to also dig pretty deep this is like probably as deep into like the actual like move mechanics of pokemon yes. that we'll do in this episode because that's like a whole other thing that i couldn't even like begin to really dive into but uh, Palkia is in the highest IQ group, and that IQ <laughs> is not like specifically referencing like intelligence. Oh, uh, what? So mm. this IQ group can basically be considered like analogous with like friendship levels, I guess you could think. Kind of, it's like a game mechanic, really, of like how much like i think time or like level ups you have to give a pokemon before they're able to learn new abilities but seeing uh. as how Palkia is in like the highest category of this you could think like oh Palkia is like pretty needy and that it needs like a lot of friendship to like learn new moves you know he's just like really the lonely most, yeah it's the neediest pokemon man <laughs> but anyway enough about our uh pearl lord and savior let's move on to our diamond one Ooh, yes, the one yeah. I know even less about. That's not true. I know equally little about this one. It's not less. Well, I well, nothing about this one. At this moment of time, you know yes. more about Palkia. Yes. I don't know if I do. I don't know. I don't know how much. doing? I don't know how much of that information really soaked in. I think it all just kind of like bounced off my smooth brain, and I'm still just as confused. I heard a lot of words and a lot of things that made little sense, and I was just like, uh, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, man, all my time wasted, all that hard <laughs> He has space powers, man. he makes space out of nowhere, and I don't understand it. Me either. But anyway, uh, on to Dialga. So, uh, I know you like this one, the way this one looks more, Randy, so... So cool. Uh, Dialga appears as a dark blue sauropod-looking steel dragon-type Pokemon. And it comes in at 5.4 meters and 683 kilograms, to be expected with it being like a steel type. Yeah. Probably pretty heavy. <laughs> um, to, again, describe it for anybody that's not familiar with this, uh, this Pokemon... It has a very dragon or dinosaur-like appearance, having four extremely sturdy legs, as well as a long, powerful tail. And it's kind of like takes on like a quadruped appearance, in which it has like all four feet on the ground. Um, its head is quite unique, though, in that it is very elongated and ends in a point, kind of like a almost like a crystal crystalline structure or like it, shape. The basic version of this guy kind of reminds me of the uh this is gonna be <laughs> strange i'm making the reference and it's not brad uh but it, re it reminds me of the the creature in episode two i think of star wars when they're in the fighting pit oh the and, like the, mantis thing uh -huh. yeah like the thing with knives on its feet yeah, yeah. it kind of yeah. reminds me of that yeah that's true it's got that like really kind of like yeah uh Longer head, kind of like mandible-looking yeah. things on its face. Yeah, it doesn't have knives for feet, but I mean, I mean, you know, can't all be winners. Kinda has some knives on its feet kinda. if you look at it. <laughs> yeah, depends. Um, it also its dark blue body has a variety of light blue accents, which give it 
a pretty cool look. Almost looks kind of mm. like icy, but it's not. It's steel, which I guess is still pretty cold, but you know. Um, and also features several light gray metallic looking formations. Like this dude really likes his accessories. Um, it has three broad claw-like structures on each foot, two hornish accents on its head, three spines on its neck, and a large frilled crest on its back. True. And this is like a pretty big crest. It almost looks like a like a fan or something that you would like yeah. wave at yourself to cool yourself down. It's like that dinosaur with like the yeah. big fan along its back. Yeah, like a, I think that's like a spinosaurus, but it's like rotated 90 degrees. Yeah, yeah. Kind of reminds me of like a peacock feather, but made out of steel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't imagine this would make it very aerodynamic, but I guess it doesn't <laughs> master a time. So yeah, I mean, who cares? It just it, it will levitate through the air for some reason somehow and ignore physics anyway. So yeah. So why even bother? Yeah. But uh, it uses this frilled crest on its back to focus the flow of time. Um, yeah. But its most eye catching feature would be its protruding plate on its chest. And this is presenting a great blue diamond. There we go with like the Pokemon diamond kind of connection. Which is the game that it's from. Oh, I get it. I, I don't believe that you would miss this one. <laughs> You're not getting me. No, but I didn't understand the first one. And after you said the first one, I did put this one together after that. So mm -hmm. I didn't See, get I'm... it initially, but it was after you mentioned Pearl of the Last One. I was like, oh, so that's what the other one is. I get it. Yeah, so you're so, absorbing some information. Yeah, it, it, it is coming together. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, uh, it also has the same red eyes that Palky has. I guess uh, uh, Acreus or uh, Acarus? Archaeus? <laughs> Archaic. <laughs> I guess Acreus? Not Acreus. Freak. Not Ar to say that. Arceus. <laughs> I guess Arceus really liked those red eyes. Very, um, but not intimidating at all. Does Arche Archaeus? Yeah, he does have red eyes. Yeah. Arceus. Yeah, I guess like kind of hard like to tell past his... own image. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty hard to tell in like that picture that we have. But uh, Dialga's alternate form is even more of a drastic change from its original than <laughs> Palkia's was. This one is pretty wild. Uh, it comes in uh, pretty tall at a seven at seven meters and is eight hundred fifty kilograms. Interestingly, Yo. not really that much heavier. Still put on some extra weight, but not kind of to Palkia's extent. But p taller than Palkia, though. Yeah, taller I, and heavier, both. In, he's bigger in both ways than Palkia. He's uh, he's definitely more vertically kind of uh, designed. It's yeah, it's uh, not about the the size, but about the motion in the ocean. Thank you. Uh, motion in the flow of time, or, or the. <laughs> Or the vastness of space, which is it, you know. <laughs> but in this form, in its origin form, it still has four legs, uh, but its front two are now much larger, featuring three distinct ROM-shaped tips. Then it's two, then it's back two that simply end in narrow points. And similar to how it appear, appeared as in Palkia's origin form, it looks like Dialga is attempting to mimic uh arceus's design as well and he does like the same kind of pointed ring structure that arceus has and this is around its like lower midsection 
and its horns also now point forward, being part of a new helmet-like structure as well. I guess they're kind of like, this is their, like, battle-ready farm, right? Right. And uh, the wide crest it had on top of its back is now even larger and has a star-shaped layer on top of it. It also has no arms in this form. I guess they really are kind of irrelevant in these, like, Everyone knows arms are... Arms are just like they get in your way. Honestly, they yeah. slow you down. I mean, I assume if they can just like levitate and fly around, they can Probably just like yeah. pick up stuff and do everything that they would normally do with arms without arms. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just kind of got in the way, right? I hate it when my arms get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Classic um, problems. But it's a. Uh, like central diamond that it had on its chest is even larger and is a deeper blue this time. And it also seems to comprise almost its entire chest. And it has like these two wing-like structures jutting out of either side of it. So I guess Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell in its image, but it has like these two kind of like laid out wings. To me, it looked like it was like just a big like rectangular or like kind of I guess it's more like a, initially look, as well yeah it looks like more like a i guess a pentagon kind of shape column all the way back and i was like he just made his chest like a cannon he's just <laughs> he's got a giant blaster on his chest that just extends <laughs> forward and backward yeah my really dude ready to like shoot some time at some people <laughs> seriously uh it makes a little bit more sense with it being like kind of like wings not just like a weird column through him yeah yeah i am kind of glad they went with that approach yeah but to touch upon uh dialga's like abilities and attributes as well is that uh palkia's dimension that it lives in is more temporal in nature and is described to be a place where time is constantly moving in different directions at different speeds so i imagine that would be a terrible place to visit as well thus we have (laughs) very little research on Dialga as well. Um, But uh, Dialga, as we said before, is extremely powerful and exerts almost complete dominance over the force of time. It is able to warp time by speeding it up or slowing it down or totally stopping it. Uh, It can use this ability to travel to any point in time, past, present, or future. Pretty busted. (laughs) Feels like makes that kind of like any fight against this thing is useless at that point because yeah, yeah if, I it, mean, if it loses it just goes back in time and starts over. Yeah, but I guess uh like the reason why uh Palkia can kind of fight it is because Palkia doesn't care about time at all. Exactly, yeah, it's true. It's true. So you kinda gotta get things that just like exist outside of time basically to really even like stand even a notion of like even an inkling of a smidge of a chance against it. <laughs> but uh, all of this another... is going so far over my head. <laughs> now you know how I feel. Not even this... it's not even the Pokemon. It's just me thinking about any of this logically. I do not understand. This was need... the discussion with Palkia where I, I just answers. was hearing words that I kind of recognize. <laughs> Oh yeah, the time space continuum uh, other sciencey words. Yeah, yeah, totally get it, totally. Yeah, I I recognize some of those words. (laughs) 
not together, but... <laughs> no, no, but... An interesting kind of ability it has portrayed, though, that I thought was, like, really shocking when I learned about this, is that it can even devolve creatures like plants, Pokemon, and even humans. This um, is that's rude. honestly horrifying. It's also that's... able to undo this effect at will, but still, just being able to be like, hey, you're like... Yeah your 10 million year old ancestors like version now that's, that's just absolutely horrible what does that do to a person's mind state man? i know How right hard they must be oh you work so hard as a pokemon like building up that experience level you get to the point where you can evolve finally you evolve and then you run into this thing and it's like nah actually nah. you're gonna have to try to start over again you're back to two evolutions now sorry oh, pal man. Freaking You're back stops. to amoeba. Um, and also to kind of like further iterate how crucial Dialga is to like the flow of time. It's said that time started to move when Dialga was born, and it will continue to move as long as Dialga's heart beats. So, hopefully, Dialga is uh alive for a very, 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 very long time. I guess it will you know always be say. all of time, no matter how short or long that is. If it has a heart, we can kill it. So let's go find him be, and stop time. It's got to be pumping something. And then, yeah. Yeah. But it can also levitate and use telepathy as well. Hmm. Um, and to go over Dialga's signature attack, its signature, signature attack is called Roar of Time. And this move is a bit less clearly defined as to what it does than Palkia's. But uh, to kind of go into its description, it said that Dialga blasts its foe with a move so powerful that it even distorts time itself. I don't know if he's like shouting at you and it just like erases time and whatever <laughs> it was shouting at, or like maybe it like super speeds it up into like dust, even perfectly less than clear, dust, maybe. Yeah. But this move does come at the price of Dialga being able to. Uh, move and must rest for quite some time afterwards. Honestly, mm. I think you're losing out like the power battle against Palkia in my mind. That being said, if the blast distorts time itself, then maybe time is so distorted that the amount of time that it has to wait to rest is irrelevant because time doesn't really exist for a little bit. So it doesn't really have um, to rest because the there's no time holes. there. Uh -huh. <laughs> it can take as long as rest as it wants. Uh huh. It takes a nap, goes, sees a movie, <laughs> really get, catches up with uh, fan, friends and family, and then comes back to the fight. And then they're like, "All right, just recovered from the attack." You'll never know. That would be pretty crazy. But to also like some trivia that I did find is that it's possible that the inspiration for Diago's fin on its back was a sundial. This kind of further links its connection to Ooh. design or its connection to time which is a pretty cool pretty cool design feature i must say yeah that's kind of neat yeah dialga is also the only legendary dragon in the quadrupedal class i guess he's the only guy that uh is on is on four feet you know everybody else is on two like pal well, and then Gur Guratina has six legs sometimes True. sometimes yeah sometimes yeah maybe a little bit of a little bit of a foreshadowing if we ever cover guarantee it uh, 
in depth. Um, also, before we end, I, I would like to go over kind of like some of the real world lore that this, like specifically the Pokemon creation story is connected to. Ooh, I found this like incredibly interesting. And this is going back to um, like the historical Shinto religion in Japan. And one of the legends that they have for the creation of Japan is that after these two gods that were the very first beings that were to ever exist in anything, uh, these two gods then summoned in two other divine beings. I guess they created some. And they were kind of tasked with making like the first island for whatever reason. I, I guess that was kind of like the first task. And these two gods were called the male Izanagi and the female Izanami. Mm -hmm. And to aid in this task of the creation of the first island, they were given a ornate heavenly spear. And they used the spear and they went to the bridge between heaven and earth and they churned the sea below with it. And with this, they created the first island and went to live on it. But eventually they wished to be married, so they created a pillar on the island and built a place, a palace around it, to be married in. And from the, this union, Izanami uh, gave birth to the rest of the islands of Japan. So pretty cool huh. origin for Japan. But it's also kind of interesting is how like uh, this Pokemon creation trio is created on the spear pillar. And Japan, in this origin story... They used a spear to create a pillar. So, kind of neat. All links together. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, I think this kind of brings to a close one of our possibly uh, most mind-bending episodes. Did not think it would turn out this way. But dang. Yeah, I think this is definitely in contention with uh, the uh, Azathoth. Or uh, yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, uh, his... my brain hurts. <laughs> uh, very confusing lore. But man, who knew like Pokemon went this like quantumly intense? Like, holy me. crap, man. Mm -hmm. I did not think so. But good on Pokemon. This is like honestly like so cool to me. And I don't know. Like I found this like super interesting. And I think Pokemon is like a really cool uh like kind of lore set and like we were talking before they have tons of other monsters and there's like other super powerful legendary pokemon those are honestly like my favorite ones so uh if you listen to this episode and you really liked kind of like us covering pokemon uh hit us up on like twitter or tiktok let us know so we can bring you some more of this goodness or if your brain really hurt tell us that too because tell us, please stop mine does a little bit but uh, if you want to reach us out to us on those uh, platforms on Twitter, we're at Vanquishers Pod. And also, we're just at simply the Vanquishers Guide on TikTok. At simply. That, simply. There's no simply. Just, it's just, you know what I mean. But sponsored by Simply Safe. <laughs> Not yet. But uh, thank you all just for listening. And. Uh, for telling anyone else about it if you've done that and if you haven't that'd, uh, that'd really make Thank my you. day yeah. yes thanks anyway Do it. <laughs>
Yeah. If you know anybody that really loved, like, grew up with, like, Diamond and Pearl, like I did, they might enjoy this episode. Or if they're just, like, a huge, like, Pokemon fan, let them know. Don't be selfish. Uh, with that, I think we will bring this episode to a close. I don't know. Do you guys have any other comments or any quantum entanglement queries? I feel like I, I mean... should go play some more Pokemon. <laughs> I, I do kind of want to play some Pokemon too. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Rumble, let's play. Yo, no, I mean, <laughs> sure. I don't think so. Between I'm plugging in my Wii right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode for us. And have a great week. Thank you all. Bye.